Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and it is Easter Sunday, 2021, April 4th. So I uh, hope whoever is celebrating Easter is having a lovely time. Uh, Here in Costa Rica, it has been a beautiful day. We had lots of Easter celebrations. Yesterday we had a dinner, and today the children got to do their chocolate bunny hunt, (laughs) chocolate Easter egg hunt, um, all over the garden and some kids came and it was, it was a very pleasant afternoon. So it was, uh, a very lovely Easter weekend here in Costa Rica. And I hope yours was as lovely as well if you were celebrating. And one of the things that, um, is important right now and is very interesting right now is so We've been watching the planets sort of march together through the zodiac since early in the year. Um, They have, and it's still early in the year, frankly, but um, since early in the year, you know, they've been clustered together. They were together a bit in Capricorn, but really clustered quite a bit in Aquarius. And then so much so in Aquarius that it was really intense. Like there were like five planets in Aquarius at one point and it was sometimes six with the moon. And then they marched on into Pisces (laughs) and now they've marched on into Aries. And yesterday Mercury went into Aries, as you may have remembered from my last week's podcast. Um, So Mercury being the planet of communication has now marched into Aries to join Venus and the sun and Chiron, the asteroid. I'm going to call him an asteroid Chiron. And so this is very interesting because we are watching these groups stay close together. Now, the Venus-Mercury connection to the sun is always very close. So they are always either in the same sign as the sun or before the the sign before the sign after because they always travel close to the sun however it seems that every time the sun changes signs these guys come in too mercury and venus and there's always another uh heavenly body in the sign with them so in aquarius we had jupiter and saturn um in pisces we had neptune Back in Capricorn, we had Pluto, and now we have Chiron. And and then Taurus, there's Uranus, okay? And then once we get to the North Node, then it's Gemini. And there's been something in every sign to go along with the whole Venus-Mercury-Jupiter arrangement. Uh, I'm sorry, Venus-Mercury-Sun arrangement. Jupiter is staying in, in Aquarius. <laughs> anyway. So this little arrangement, you know, it was it was intense when Jupiter and Saturn were part of the arrangement when everything was in Aquarius. And then the sun moved down and went to Pisces and we got some relief. The sun heats things up, okay? The sun always heats things up. And it is good. It is the life force, but it does heat things up. And whenever the sun highlights something, as we have been experiencing all year, um, we watch the sun, um, you know, sort of heat up whatever planet is already there. So it was with Neptune and now it's been with Chiron. And I think that a lot of us had to address our wounds as I talked about last week, especially during the full moon. And we had to address our wounds and, 
you know, I'm not exempt. I had to address my wounds too. <laughs> and the sun and Venus have remained close together, which I think is very interesting. Um, they are very close together and they continue to be close together. And an interesting, you know, what we have in astrology is as a term for that. Whenever a planet is very close to the sun, and it's usually between, uh, you know, maybe I think eight degrees as far out as it goes, but Venus and the sun are two degrees apart. This is what is known as combust, okay? Combust means that the planet that is next to the sun is in the heat of the sun, okay? So I said the sun heats things up. And Venus is being heated up by the sun for all week. It's been heated up by the sun and it continues to be hot with the sun. So this is in the sign of Aries. And Aries is a hot sign anyway, because it's fiery. It's the first sign. It's the fire sign that starts the Zodiac and it is ruled by Mars. And what makes this so interesting is that it's fiery sign. The sun is exalted. It likes being in Aries. And this week, later this week, we will see that the sun will reach 19 degrees of Aries. Right now it's 15, so in like four days or so, like usually around April 9th, the sun reaches its point of exaltation. And 19 degrees of Aries is where it, it is exalted. So it's a powerful day. So this week, um, you know, Friday's a powerful day, but we'll get into that for other reasons. So... What happens um, when a planet is combust? It means that the energy surrounding the planet is in the heat and it turns up the volume on that planet's um, energy. And it sort of gets swallowed up by the heat of the sun and by the fire. And imagine living in the heat of the sun. You'd be burned to a crisp, right? So imagine a planet close to the sun in this way is what we call combust because it's under that combustion, under that heat. And so things are a little exaggerated when we have um, the heat of the sun on a planet such as Venus. So Venus does not love being in Aries. She likes being in the opposite, of, the opposite sign of Libra. But since she's in Aries, um, you know, she's a bit of a spitfire right now, especially in the heat of the sun. And one of the things that I think is vital and important and came to me today on a number of occasions um, in the last couple of days is that when, you know, we pay attention to the sun, okay, of course, we, you know, people know their sun sign. I always say everybody knows their sun sign. But you are dealing right now in this last week with a whole lot of Venus and the sun together in Aries. Aries is about the self. Aries is about self-knowledge. Aries is about stepping forward and initiating and being, being in the, the process of, of selfhood. And the, the part of us that gets to know ourself and and the sun being there, the life force of, of self, of feeling, you know, connected to one's self. What does that mean? That means that we're not looking at everybody outside. We got to focus our intentions and our energy in our own direction and our, and our own actions. And sometimes that means that we need, we need to be, um, very, very, um, 
aware and self-aware to how we act, behave, take care of ourselves. And Venus is the planet of love, and Venus is the planet of beauty, and Venus is the planet of aesthetic, and it's also money. Um, but when I think of it in Aries, I think of it as that like kind of spitfire, flirtatious, maybe very beautiful, but, uh, you know, on some level a little flawed because Venus does, does like to be in the opposite sign of Libra. But I always go back to when I've said this before on this podcast, two of the most major Hollywood sex symbols of the 20th century were born with Venus and Aries, and that is Elizabeth Taylor and Marilyn Monroe. Neither of them had smooth love lives, as we know. And Elizabeth Taylor's love life was splashed across tabloids for decades. So, um, and it's interesting, you know, Vanity Fair wrote an article, they had an article in Vanity Fair that is still on their website about when she met Richard Burton and, and how she, how she, you know, she had lost her husband, um, Mike Todd, he had died in a plane crash. And then she, she was friends with Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. And she, basically insinuated herself into their marriage and Eddie Fisher left Debbie Reynolds for Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> and then she in turn left Eddie Fisher for Richard Burton when she met him. <laughs> and, and so, you know, these, these wild, crazy Hollywood life wrecking romances and heated marriages and affairs, um, that is, that's Venus and Aries. And, um, and I remember in the Vanity Fair article, it said, like when this was going on, they were calling all sorts of scandals. First of all, she, they said she stole Eddie Fisher from Debbie Reynolds and she, you know, got involved with Richard Burton and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and they said, this is when she became Elizabeth Taylor for once and for all. <laughs> like, the Elizabeth Taylor that we grew up with. <laughs> and she was highly philanthropic and highly, and a very kind person. And she was a Pisces, but the, the love life stuff was, was interesting and heated. And, um, what she called Le Scandal <laughs> when she was seeing Richard Burton. Um, but undoubtedly she was very passionate and she, um, was obviously very beautiful, but she, she was, you know, that was that Venus and Aries man. Like, you know, it, it's fascinating. It's and off the top of my head. I don't remember what her aspects were, but it's fascinating to watch it in action like that. So, um, yeah, so she's a really good example of having Venus and Aries now with the sun and Venus so close together and and she did not have them combust because she was a Pisces. So it was a different sign. Um, when the Sun and Venus are so close together, I think that they are indicating to us that we need to pay attention to how we love our, and honor ourselves. And it is in the sign of Aries, the sign of self. And so expression of self, aesthetic, self-aesthetic, and but really also the, the beauty of self and finding your beauty in yourself 
is very important right now. And looking at yourself in the mirror and knowing you love yourself. And self-love, I mean, it sounds corny, it sounds goofy to like look in the mirror and say, you know, I love you, I love myself. But it is vital to our lives that we love ourselves. Because if we don't love ourselves, well then first of all, you know, these are the people that are going to come to me and cry that they don't have a love life. Well, do you love yourself? And, you know, I have to, these are things that we all need to address. How much do you love yourself? And putting yourself in a way like asking yourself for things and taking good care of yourself, making sure you get enough rest, making sure you get enough self-nurturing, self-care, making sure that you are not eating and working at the same time. You know, all of these little nuances are important for self-love. It's hard sometimes to not eat and work at the same time. Um... It's hard to, I remember growing up and eating and watching TV (laughs) and and this was, you know, something we did. But, you know, one of my friends here said to me recently, eating is sacred. Oh no, no, finish your meal. Eating is sacred. Get back to me when you're done. Eating is sacred. So this is one of the little nuances in our life that we need to pay attention to, A, what we're feeding ourselves and how we're feeding ourselves on all levels. So if the news is hurting you, don't watch it or limit the time that you are viewing it. If you are being fed information from the internet that does not necessarily agree with you and it upsets you, do not digest that. Go away from it. Do not allow it in. And if there are people in your life who are complicated or make your life complicated or are are not kind in some way, then you must um, connect with that part of yourself that has attracted this kind of person into your life. Understand it and try to limit your exposure if you can or don't have the person in your life. If people are not kind to you, it is a reflection of self, okay? And it's always important to reflect on self and how, you know, what you may or may not be giving yourself in your life. And I don't mean a fancy car. (laughs) I don't mean, you know, uh, fancy jewelry. (laughs) I, you know, if that makes you, if that works for you, great. Um, and it's important to nurture oneself and give oneself the place to express and care for the self. And so if it means that you have to shut off your phone for like an hour a day just to get some peace and process, then do that and stay off technology, then do that. If it means you need to take a hot bath every night, do that. Whatever it means, means buying your favorite piece of fruit a few times a week do that you know and I'm saying fruit because it's healthy um as opposed to it, I would say food but you know that could mean that you're buying like junk food oh I want these chips that are really really got lots of chemicals on them um, <laughs> um the thing that's important is that we nurture ourselves and take care of ourselves, especially when we have a sun Venus going on. Now, one of the things that's going to happen a week from today is we are going to have an Aries new moon. 
So this is powerful because the moon is going to be at 22 and a half or so Aries. And it's going to occur um, in the evening of the 11th, if you're on the Eastern time zone. And it's going to be something um, that is important for a variety of reasons. And why do I say this? Because, well, it's 1030 actually, so it's a little later than evening. It's like around the time we're going to bed, but in the east, in the Eastern time zone. But what's important is that it is still close to Venus. So on Sunday of next week, um, we are still going to have the sun and the moon now. So then the moon is going to, new moons mean sun and moon together. And the new moon is going to be close to Venus. And it's what it's going to do. It's going to visit the sign of Aries starting on Friday. It's going to move into Aries. And um, it's one of the things that's um, important. It's going to be very late. It's going to be in the actually probably the wee hours of Saturday morning, um, that the moon moves into Aries. And then it's going to, what's very important is that now we're having an additional heavenly body in the sign of Aries. Once again, the cluster continues. So we went from a cluster in Aquarius, a cluster in Pisces. Now we're having a cluster in Aries. So at that point, we're going to have the sun and the moon, Mercury and Venus, those four planets, plus Chiron, the asteroid, in Aries. This is a lot of fire. A lot. And the moon in Aries is a little impatient. So we need to be patient with ourselves. Now, before the moon passes over and connects with the sun, it is going to conjunct Chiron on the evening Saturday the 10th. And it may trigger some of the wounds we talked about last week. Just be aware of that when the moon goes to Chiron. And then um, when we get to Sunday and the sun and the moon are together and having the new moon, that's a hell of a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. So if you feel um, very agitated or feeling in a way that you are like really experiencing um too much energy Sunday night. Try to get yourself to calm down because if it's if it's Sunday night for you and you're not in a part of the world where it's uh, you know daytime, it may be a lot when you're trying to go to sleep that night. Um, so the sun and the moon are going to still be very close to Venus, and several hours after the new moon, um, the moon will conjunct Venus. And what's interesting about that is that it's, um, you know, it's going to go void, of course, right after that on Monday. And it's going to be like very early Monday morning in the Eastern time zone, um, you know, like 8 a.m. or so. And, you know, as you start your day Monday, next Monday, you'll have the sun and Venus and the moon very close together. And we're going to have that anyway. Venus is still close to the sun and all on Sunday. 
But this is not just, so this is incredible, right? So now we've got the sun. In the, now, last week we had, again, it's a similar thing. You know, we had the sun is staying very close to Venus. And the sun and Venus were close. And they made their conjunction last week. And then we had, you know, the moon in opposition to that. But they were kind of close to Chiron. Now what we're having is, then that's not now, but, you know, a week from now on the 11th, we're having the sun and Venus together with Pluto. Um, because Pluto's in Capricorn and the sun and the Venus and the moon are all going to square that Pluto and Venus will be directly squaring Pluto, um, on the 11th. So when we're having the new moon right around the same time, Venus and Pluto are going to be squaring. Well, this is complicated. <laughs> Because now, now not only do we have all these planets in Aries, but now they're going to all start squaring Pluto because it's in Capricorn. Now, what's a square? As I've talked about before, it is a challenging aspect. It asks us to navigate energy between Aries, the self, and Capricorn, which is the, the um, greater world at large. It is the reputation. It is one's reputation, one's uh, place in... Um, society and it's when we start to feel you know like it's our career and, and those kinds of things but it's also authority figures so there may be some clashes in the news you know authority figures and stuff don't worry about it keep going one of the things that's so important is that we are working to get our um, our you know self um, to a point where we are feeling loved by self. And then we're going to have this experience <laughs> where it's sun, moon, Venus, and that's all good for loving oneself. And then it's going to square Pluto, which is highly transformational. So it's going to light up Pluto, which is the planet of darkness. It's the underworld. It's the unseen. And so we are looking at ourselves looking at the authority figures in our lives and because Pluto's in Capricorn and it's important to pay attention to all of it, to pay attention to ourself versus the authority figure and where all of that, how that all sort of jives. Um, what's interesting is that Pluto is also very passionate and Venus to Pluto is very passionate and Venus is extremely um, hot, <laughs> and that now, as we know, and then she's going to square Pluto. So if you're feeling feisty or just sexy, sexy is better than feisty. You know, we want to try to keep the, the anger levels down to a minimum because Pluto can get hot under the collar and Aries is definitely hot under the collar. So what you want to do with this energy is be extremely creative if you can get think outside the box be creative pluto is very creative when it's with venus venus and pluto but they're also very sexy and they're also very um they can be very determined pluto and capricorn is very determined and anything in aries is very determined so i would say this is a hot aspect next sunday <laughs> and so do be aware of that do be aware of your temper. Do be aware of 
now the Venus is relationships, right? Pluto is sexual relationships. Pluto is powerful relationships. Pluto and Venus squared could be power struggles, could be something intense in your passionate relationships, could be something really um, unveiling because Pluto is very much about, you know, going into the darkness and embracing it and shining a light in there. And so the sun is very bright in Aries. And so the sun and Venus sort of coming a little bit at odds with Pluto and the moon, the, the illumination, the possibilities for illumination about one's own relationships, about one's own relationship to self, to self-love and the darker qualities that are on the other side of what happens when we don't love ourselves is really, really apparent under this kind of condition. So I want everybody to be extremely conscious and extremely self-aware and be sort of well-educated in how, and I mean that in the consciousness sense, in how you handle other people and versus yourself. So if you feel like you're being particularly difficult with others, it's meaning that on some level you're you're treating yourself that way because you come first. You're it's always coming. And if if you're judgmental of others or if you are uh aggravated with others as often as the case with Aries, um then what you want to look at is where you're aggravated with yourself, where you're judgmental of self. All of it points a finger back to you. And so the thing you want to be aware of is the transformation that you can achieve next week by being highly conscious and self-aware of how you treat yourself, how you love yourself, and how you sort of operate that and how you walk in the world that way. Who are you in the world when you're walking down the street? Are you conscious of these things or is your head in 10 directions? I got to get here. I got to get to the bank. Then I got to, you know, go here, I go to the supermarket, blah, blah, blah. You know, what you want to do is be in that space and carrying it with you in your gut always in the space of self-love, in the space of self-nurturance and be highly consciously aware of when it's switched on and when you're tuned out because tuning out to that especially with a square to pluto often trips us up so that's something that is very important for each of us all of us to be aware of next weekend and if you have a partner don't start a fight don't let them trigger you to start a fight and be loving and passionate and sexy and all those good things and find Find the balance between self and other in that, in that relationship and between yourself and your ambition. Don't let your ambitions run you ragged where you don't love yourself. Remember, we're dealing with Capricorn energy. So be, be keenly aware of what, um, what you are, the vibe you're sending out there to, because that's the vibe you are, treat how you're treating yourself. So Friday is it is another big day because we have lots of lots of stuff going on. So as I said, the sun is exalted in Aries and it will be exalted right then and there on Friday the 9th. And what else happens that day? Well, Mars in a Gemini transit is squaring Neptune. This is an interesting and a little bit tricky aspect because Mars is 
in Gemini of two minds and wants to do lots of things and be flexible and have lots of options. And Neptune is the planet of the veil, the confusion, the the place where we don't see clearly, the unseen versus the seen. And we may be trying to, Mars, be seen in some way, and then we just feel very, very distracted from that or unseen in some way. And Mars going to... Um, Mars going to Neptune in a square is very interesting. It's not the most friendliest of aspects because Mars is out in the world and assertive and Neptune is behind the scenes and does not assert. And so if you be, be very careful, be careful of your words because it's in Gemini and be careful of what's going on behind your back because Mars is triggering a Neptune that is in Pisces and not seen. And there may be invisible energies at work and you find out information, again, Gemini, that is like not, um, it's like, she's talking about me behind my back. I know that sounds very, very, um, you know, teenage-like, but um, she's talking about me behind my back. This is the kind of energy. Mars to Neptune is a little backstabbing. And so I want everyone to be very conscious of how they're using their energy and how they're talking about others and do it with heart and kindness rather than being gossip-oriented because the gossip-orientedness comes from Gemini and, and then Neptune and things kind of getting in this swirl of gossip and all. Be very careful with that energy. So... Um, Mars and Mars and Neptune it sneaks sneaks up on you can sneak up on you. Be careful. This is a betrayal energy. Um, you know, Mars Neptune, like, can be there and then not. It's a square. This is the first square Mars makes to Neptune since it conjunct last June, and for us here, um, one of our very beautiful cats disappeared under the Mars Neptune, and we th I think someone stole her. Um, because there were a few things and it's a, like Mars Neptune is like a vanishing and she, she was a very pretty cat and you know, they're, they're out and about on the property, but it's easy that she slipped out and someone to, I, I had the feeling someone took her, she was stolen. Um, because that's like a betrayal, a stab in the back, but we'll never really know. Maybe we'll find out something on the square if I doubt it. Um, because it's a tricky one because there was the moon was void that day so I don't think we'll ever really know what happened to her but it's it reminds me of that it's that trickery or deception there's some sort of deception there so just be very aware of it um then there is uh you know the same day there's mercury on chiron again choose your words kindly be careful. This is all the ninth. The sun is powerful that day. The moon will go into Aries like late that night. And, you know, we've got some, a couple of sticky things. Mars, Neptune is sticky and Mercury to Chiron. So if words, you know, this is a perfect setup for she's talking about me behind my back and I feel wounded. Okay. She said that about me. He said that about me. Oh my God. Now this is, this is where our heads have to be at on Friday. Be very careful. Do not lose your temper. And maybe it will come and go and nothing will happen. But maybe you have this arrangement in your chart somewhere. And if you do, 
it's possible that you feel triggered by it. So I want you to be very aware of how you use your words. Be kind, be thoughtful, be conscious, especially with yourself. Remember, some of this is happening in Aries. That would be the Mercury to Chiron in Aries. Be kind to the way you talk to yourself. Listen to how you speak to yourself. Okay. If you say, you know, I do this all the time. I'm so fed up with myself. Not good words. Okay. Not. In the meantime, the moon is in Capricorn. It's going to meet Pluto later today. And then on um, Monday, tomorrow, it will um, enter Aquarius. And once it enters Aquarius, you know what that means, right? It's going to meet up with Jupiter and Saturn. That won't happen tomorrow, Monday. That will happen over the course of Tuesday and Wednesday. So um, what we're dealing with Monday the 5th is the end of the moon in Capricorn. It, by the time you know you get up in the, on the East Coast tomorrow, and we all get up, where I get up tomorrow morning, um, where I am, um, the moon will be in Aquarius. And it will stay in Aquarius for a couple of days, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And Tuesday it's when it reaches Saturn in the wee hours of Tuesday. And then it will reach Jupiter in the wee hours of Wednesday. So we've got the moon in Aquarius. Things will be eclectic. Things will be fun. Things find, find good, interesting, creative things to be doing. The moon enters Pisces on Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be void from 6.05 a.m. Eastern Time. So that means it's void a good portion of Wednesday. If you have things happening on Wednesday, it may not be the best time to start something new. So let's try to be aware of uh, what we're doing and try to not like do anything brandy, brandy, brandy new from 6.05 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thursday, the moon is in Pisces. Friday, the moon is in Pisces, goes void at 7.48 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll enter Aries really to 11 a.m. Saturday, the wee hours. And that's when we start getting ready for that big new moon. New moon in Aries is fiery. So light a candle, make a wish, um, take initiation, and remember that it's squaring, you know, it's going to be squaring Pluto. And that it's important to not allow yourself to get hot under the collar and just do something that's transformational for yourself. Initiate transformation in your life and love yourself. That's the most important thing you can do right now and any at any time, but particularly right now. Love yourself and be kind to yourself and then you'll be kinder to others and they'll be kind to you. Okay, thank you for listening. Happy Easter. I'm Deb McBride. And if you'd like a session with me, please join me at thegoldenastrologer.com. Uh, just click on book online and you can be taken to uh, what you need. And I'm on Instagram at thegoldenastrologer. I'm on Twitter at debastrology. And uh, here I am on this podcast on Sundays. And if you would like further information, I'm teaching classes. Um, if you'd like further information, drop me a line, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Thank you so much. Best wishes for a beautiful week. Gratitude to all of you for listening. And hey, a shout out to the people in the far places of the earth who I find I am listening to me. That would be um, Slovenia and Russia and the Ivory Coast. And I, I look at these things on my, on my statistics. So thank you so much for listening way out there and bring your friends on in. 
Thank you and have a beautiful week.